is the Short-Term Management Show. The show that is all about short-term rental property management, hosted by yours truly, Luke Carl. There he is. There's my man, my, my dude, my, my HVAC guy. That's uh, it. That's what's up. The king of the HVACs. I love this guy, David. Uh, he is my one of my HVAC guys, and he does HVAC in uh, the Emerald Coast of Florida. Uh, and uh, David, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing today, Luke? I'm great. And you also you got you got two first names, so we know that we already know we That's can't right. trust you. Well, well, you know when 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 uh, back in 1980, when I was born, Gavin was the first name. So, is that true? It's a it's a new first name. It's a new first name, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. That's right. <laughs> now, Carl, my, my, it's, it's never been a last name. Uh, it's always uh -huh. been a first name. So yeah. Uh, every time I go to the dentist, it's uh, hey, uh, Carl Lucas. You know. That's right. Yeah. 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 So let's talk HVACs as far as uh, rental real estate is concerned. You are living in a rental real estate uh, area. Do you yeah. personally own any? What's your rental real estate experience, if any? Well, I don't personally own any. It's just actually working for a lot of property management companies. I mean, okay. I would say, I would say it's probably where we live. It could be fifty to maybe sixty percent of our our customer base is property management companies. Um. Uh more obviously what you're saying is way more property managers than homeowners even like it's the homeowner doesn't call you very often no no i mean the homeowner it's the it's the people that are uh i guess the people that maybe like uh operate their property on their own and don't use a management company um but i would say even the homes down here on the emerald coast i would say probably 70 to 80 percent of these homes are either second homes or, or income properties for people right or both yeah yeah okay cool so it's 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 pretty rare what you're saying to get a guy like me that actually owns the home and rents it out himself like on Virgo right. and airbnb yeah which is actually our favorite customers like if we can get in front of the homeowner that's perfect uh but that's the challenge in part because these people are living you know a lot of people come from texas here atlanta nashville chicago uh quebec right so uh getting in front of those homeowners is challenging, especially for us. But it's easier for you to cut out the middleman is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Property if manager? I, if, yeah, uh, if I could cut them, <laughs> if I could get a property manager who has 200 properties and I could just get their list of owners, then I could I could just call them direct and that would be the, that'd be the million dollar uh, answer for all my problems. That's but, fascinating. Is it because the property managers, are, why, why are they so hard to deal with? Uh, well, and that's selective, you know, different companies, it depends on how busy they are. Right. So, uh, here, uh, uh it's everybody's short staffed and property management companies are overwhelmed with work. Okay. Especially come March through, you know, October or Labor Day. Right. And, uh, they, they, they call us out, for instance, we go out to a property mainly on a Saturday on the turn day when, when all the problems arise. And then we fix that problem, but say, hey, there's more problems. And then we either send a text, a, a phone call or an email. And, and that kind of gets lost through the weeds because uh, they don't get a hold of the homeowner. Right. So it's uh, it's finding a property management companies. You know, you've got to have somebody that's pretty responsive and, and, 
and on the ball to, to handle these problems. Because if they, if we send out an estimate, you know, three, four, five, six months later, a uh, homeowner might call us and say, hey, we got this estimate or we got this problem that our property management company, you know, uh, 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 told us about. How come it hasn't been completed yet? And, and so we're kind of handcuffed because the property manager is really my customer, but the owner is the owner and they want the problem fixed. And I can't really tell them that the property management company kind of might have dropped the ball. That's a very interesting perspective. Uh, yeah. Where does the billing go? The billing goes through the property manager? That's right. Yeah. It goes through the property managers. Yeah. Any idea if so, they're marking, they're probably marking that up to the owner. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, absolutely. There's a few that do. There's a few that they'll come right out and say, hey, we mark it up 30%. They right? tell you so that, that or they, I mean, now they have to well, disclose yeah. that to the owner as well, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know how they operate. You I've know, never used property like management that. in uh, short-term rental. You many, many property managers in long-term rental, uh, but uh, it's an interesting perspective. Uh, and, and, and we see a lot of our listeners, uh, they, we, we, and then myself included, I get stuck in my own little bubble where I just assume everybody's putting their house on Verbo and doing it, doing it themselves. That's what we do here at, at the management show, you know, but uh, uh, it's, it's great to hear your perspective. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because we feel like we're so uh, we're like these little fish in this big pond, but really at the end of the day, if the guy that's doing it himself on Verbo and Airbnb, these property managers, you know, they can't really compete with a guy like me. And it's for exactly reasons why you're saying right now, like, just to get an HVAC done is like pulling teeth. And that's, yeah. I mean, you can't run the house without an HVAC, you know? Yeah, you can't. And then, and then you're predicated on the property manager. You know, he might be too nervous to call the homeowner on a weekend and say, Hey, your AC unit needs a thousand dollars worth of work, or it's a 12 year old machine and you need to replace it. Right. But like with you, I call you and I say, Luke, this is what's going on with your property. And you say, yeah, man, let's fix it or let's replace it. Right. Um, so sometimes it's hard for us, you know, what I would recommend is if somebody is, is got a, a management company and, and not doing Verbo, you know, they just ask for the invoice. Let me see the invoice. Right. right? That way everything's transparent. Yeah. And then again, if you get a guy like me, it's easier for you schedule wise, because uh, I can just say, Hey, it's open on this day or that day, go check That's it out. Right. And if it's through a property manager, it's probably like pulling teeth to figure out when you can even go over there. It is door codes are wrong. You know, oh, really? Yes, you show up and the door code's wrong and then they don't answer the phone? That's right. Yeah. That's oh, right. man. That's, yeah, yeah. that's not or cool. the guests don't know you're there, you know? So so now picture this. Picture you get a service call at four in the afternoon. Guests just come in. They roll in. They check in, right? And then we don't get out there because we're busy till nine o'clock at night. And it's a second floor unit, right? And nobody's coming to the door and all the lights are off. What do you do? You got door code. Do you go in the house? Right? So it's kind of, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, see, that's where as self-managers, we can get in big trouble for that uh, with our, with the platforms, with Airbnb and Verbo. If you if the, if the, if the HVAC tech goes in the house without, you know, like written permission, we can get bumped off Verbo or, you know, yeah. or Airbnb really, they're super strict about it, but uh, that's a conversation uh, for another day. Interesting. Very interesting perspective. Let's talk HVACs in general, just like, like I'm a three-year-old, right? Like, Explain to me how the system works, uh, and of course we're in Florida. So, but you're from you're from you're from up north. You're from uh, originally from outside of Boston, yeah. That's right. Uh -huh. All right. So, give me a brief overview of an HVAC system. Like, if I'm a five year old kid that I have no idea, and what is the difference yeah. between a, a a cold area HVAC and a, a warm area HVAC? 
This episode is brought to you by the premier short-term rental Facebook group, Short-Term Rental Long-Term Wealth. We have nearly 50,000 members, and this is the biggest independently owned and operated SCR Facebook group, and it has been curated by yours truly, Cashflow Carl. Join us on Facebook. Search the groups for Short-Term Rental Long-Term Wealth. That's Short-Term Rental Long-Term Wealth on Facebook. Yeah. So like, uh, for instance, in Boston or in the Northeast, you know, um, you got more forced hot water units. You could have steam systems, right? So you got a boiler in the basement or an oil fired or gas fired furnace. In a single family boiler. home, you can have a boiler. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So what we got is, uh, you know, we call it the heat belt line. So it kind of starts at like North Carolina goes across the country so what we got in florida are heat pumps so it's mainly like an electric unit okay you're you know kind of your outdoor unit's going to run for heat and cool okay but up north your outdoor unit's just going to run for the ac mode so here in florida especially here uh in northwest florida uh they average about fourteen thousand times an air conditioner is going to turn on and turn off i mean that's a lot of use so uh the biggest thing you really want to do is you want to do maintenance on your system, right? So that way you can limit the phone calls on the weekends when a guest checks in, <laughs> right? Because they want to be comfortable and cool. So, you know, really just got the outdoor unit. It's going to pump refrigerant through some copper lines to the indoor unit. Coil gets cold or it gets hot. And then you got a blower that, that moves the air inside. So it's really just, you know, that simple. It's pretty, I'm trying to keep it simple because HVAC can be pretty, pretty complex with temperatures and pressures and i could probably lose a lot of people talking about <laughs> so in other words in the south these systems are uh, more simple yeah i'd say they're more simple i mean unless you get a guy that's from boston that's never worked on a heat pump then he might say hey these are kind of challenging i'd rather go back and work on a boiler right but yeah it's a little newer to technology down here you know up north there was nothing for me to be working in Boston, going into a basement outside of Boston and then walking up to little Miss Jones at her house and say, hey, you really need to think about replacing this unit because when this was installed, my granddad was two, right? Because they just last a hundred years. Asbestos wrapped boilers and furnaces and, and down here, you don't really got that. The, the problem nowadays is equipment is just not made like it used to be, right? So if you get 10 to 12 years out of a heat pump unit in Florida, you, you did good. So units just aren't going to last 20, 25 years anymore. And down here, you're dealing with a lot of rust. How often, how prevalent is that in like in the replacement of the unit? Is the salt air tearing them up bad or is it not that big a deal? Oh, it's, it's actually, uh, this is the worst part of Florida for that. Uh, so, you know, living in the East coast, central Florida, uh, Southwest Florida, and now here in the Emerald coast, I can't explain it, Luke. The only thing I can think of is the way the jet stream runs that salt air up just due north and just blasts us here on the Emerald Coast. It just eats away. I mean, you could have a unit sitting on the beach, you know, house at, on the beach with two units, and you're, you might change them six, seven years. They got to get, get replaced. So it's really important to buy the right machine for, for the conditions that you're living in. What do you mean by right machine? There's, a, there's some that uh, stand up to the rust better than others? That's right. Yeah. So like train is the uh, top, top brand that we sell. We really don't recommend anything but a train unit. Or American uh, Standard. Like this is a higher end unit is what you're saying. That's right. Well, American Standard is a train unit. So you got train, 
and then they sell like three lines of air conditioners, right? Um, Carrier sells like six lines of air conditioners, right? They just try to control the market. Uh, the equipment is, is really all made in the same factory, just with a different label or a different color. So it's really just an illusion they try to create to really control the market with more more options for consumers. And certain HVAC guys, they they only carry maybe what is like it's you have your wheelhouse, right? Like each like you have a particular brand that you like and that's what you install on the regular and then the other guy might have a different brand. Is that how that works? Yeah, that's right. You become like a dealer. So you would choose a piece of equipment that you choose to sell and you would go to that distributor and say, hey, I want to sell your product and they'll, they'll make you a dealer. So we're like trained comfort specialists. Doesn't mean we can't get other pieces of equipment. We just prefer to sell train. You know, it's a lot, just a, so a lot of times if I'm if I'm like a, a person that's doing a massive amount of research online and I find a particular brand that I like, I'm going to need to go find the guy that can do that brand is what you're saying. Um, for the most part, yeah, unless, you know, you call me and I just can't talk you out of, uh, out of the machine you want and, but you really want me to do the job. We'll go get that unit for you and put it in. That's okay. not a problem. All right. Yeah. All right. But what you're saying is the higher end, whichever brand it is, uh, the, the, you know, the, the higher end, uh, version of that, the most expensive version is going to, uh, stand up to, uh, the, the salt air down here in Florida. Uh, more than other area, more than a cheaper brand, and, and why is that? Uh, just technology, like train trains outdoor unit is uh, what they call a spine fin aluminum coil, and uh, that just holds up the longest. Okay, the the next competitor would be a carrier line, and carrier makes uh, a, a, just a, a regular outdoor unit, and then they'll make something that's called a coastal coated unit, to where they put like a protective coat in at the factory. So you might get an extra two or three years out of that unit sitting on the beach. But hands down, we could be, you know, on a building here with 100 air conditioners and you could have a carrier coastal coated unit side by side with a train unit the same age. And the train unit always looks better and always lasts longer. 100 units, you're talking about a uh, condo. Like a building, condo building. Okay. Uh, yeah. What does it look like up there? Are, are, are most of those, like when you get up there, are most of those units a complete disaster or how does that, what does it look like? Yeah, for the most part, they are. <laughs> yeah. So the worst is when you get to a, a, a condo by yourself and you got 18 floors, right? And you got uh, 1,800 air conditioners up on the roof and nothing's labeled. And you got to try to find the one you're trying to work on. How do you do, how do, you do that? Well, you hope that strategically they line them up in a row to where you got, okay, the number eight buildings are in this row, the number seven, you know, condos are in this row and the sixth one, so on. But yeah, we got a few tricks, but yeah, it can be challenging, a lot of up and down. And you don't <laughs> want to be at that condo building on a Saturday during the turn day because you, you just got to wait for the elevator. So yeah, it's a, oh. it, it, it could be, yeah. Do you have one guy down at the thermostat turning it on and off and waiting to see which one comes on? In a perfect world, yeah, but you never have two guys on a job on a Saturday. Oh, because so, they're all running around on different jobs. That's right, yeah, or just the on-call guys, or you know. So, yeah, in a perfect world, you have two guys to a van. But see, this is happen. let this be a lesson to myself, managers: don't do Saturday-only turns, and your problems are solved. Like if I'm able to get yeah. in the summertime, all these property managers, and, and again, we're we're talking. Uh, uh, David specializes in Florida, uh, and, and in this area. 
all the property managers do Saturday to Saturday. So they check out on Saturday. It checks in on Saturday. So Saturday is a complete catastrophe for everybody, including the cleaner, guys like David trying to fix the HVAC, the plumbers, everybody. They're all trying to get everything done in like five hours to get this thing ready. Guy like me, I do, you know, four-night minimum. So I might turn on a Tuesday or a Thursday. And uh, it's, it's much easier to to get vendors and, and workers. And my cleaners love me. Let me put it that way. Because uh, every other house, if they're working for a big company, they can only work on Saturday one day a week and they come work for me uh, and I'm doing my own thing on Verbo and then boom, you know, they're, they're much happier. They can make more money and it's, it's way less stress. So uh, I can imagine that you like, you like that too. We need to find you some more self-managers, man. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's vacation land here. Right. So, uh, you know, Verbo is great for people, you know, that do it on their own, but this, it's just so, you know, this place is just filled with property management companies. There's a new one popping up left and right. But but they're tough, though. I mean, you know, I would much rather work for somebody that's got four or five properties or, you know, and and just deal with them direct because they really do a better job. Right. Um, the homeowners that that have these property management companies that have 200 properties, they're 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 gunslinging on the weekends. Right. And that's when the problems pop up. So. You know, really, the, the, the biggest thing for an owner is they just want to do preventative maintenance on the equipment, whether you're in Seattle or you're in Florida. You know, uh, filters, you know, sounds pretty trivial and it's such a cheap part and, and you just take it out and you replace it. But, uh, you know, you, a lot of times you're predicated on a cleaner to change the air filter. A lot of times the filters aren't the right size. So air bypasses around the filter. And after four or five years, your indoor coil gets all dirty. And then you got to spend money to chemically clean that. The efficiency goes down on the unit and it becomes a problem in a service call. When all you need to do is just do preventative maintenance. How, how serious is the filter? Because, you know, I think a lot of folks, they hear about this air conditioner for the HVAC filter and they just roll their eyes and say, ah, you know, it's almost like, yeah. uh, like going to the dentist and they let it go too long, which, you know, maybe that's right. maybe yeah. a bad analogy because uh, hopefully people are taking care of their teeth out there. But uh, yeah. how serious is it? Is it like... Is it like the most annoying thing in your life when you show up in these uh, dirty it, filters? It is because they cost like $6 and you got to change it like every three months, right? So, I mean, what's that going to be? A few dollars a year, right? Well, if you don't change your filter, that coil is going to get completely plugged up and impacted with debris, dog hair, dust. And, and what it's going to do is it's going to ice up your coil. And if the homeowner's not there, the place isn't getting rented. That thermostat's left at 76 degrees. The coil that gets plugged up, it becomes a big block of ice, and then it thaws, and then water drips. And I mean, it could be a disaster. You walk into your house, your ceiling fell through, all over a filter. And then, if, and then if they don't change the filter and the filter gets plugged, it's like breathing with a cold, right? You don't want to breathe with your nose all stuffed up. You're going to blow your nose, or you're going to flush it out, or you're going to do something, right? So that's really you know a filter is very critical for an air conditioner interesting so, yeah, i think people just yeah. uh, blow it off like they're you know they don't like, care yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and if it's crazy. not the right size air will get around it and uh you'll still plug up your you know your filter so you people might think oh well it's close it almost fits but no nah, not quite buddy might as well so, not even have it so you're saying the right. coil it's, what about uh, does does the filter itself ever get so clogged that the air can't get through, or is it usually right. to the point where that happens also, or uh huh, oh yeah, separate issue? Sure. Yeah, you'll ice up a unit all over a dirty filter. So picture this: picture you got a guest shows up, right, 
and it's the first one of the season. Okay. And the filter's been plugged all, all year and the coil's a big block of ice and it's four in the afternoon and it's 110 degrees outside. And they got 30 people in this house, right? And the doors are open. <laughs> all the door patio doors are open. Look at the beach. It's beautiful. And the AC and all this hot air is just coming into the house, right? And then they call us and we show up and the coil's a block of ice. Yeah. The quickest way for me to thaw that coil is to turn the heat on. And that's the worst thing I could do to these people, right? Or you just let the thing run with the outdoor unit off. You say, hey, we'll be back tomorrow. So either way, they're going to be hot. So I got to heat up the house even more and quicker, right, to, to thaw this thing. And, and by then, you know, it doesn't get down to temperature until they wake up in the morning. And they're not happy. They're leaving somebody a bad review or they're making a phone call, right, all over a $6 part. Uh, change of yeah. filters. Change of and- – and if, if for myself, managers, uh, you can you can schedule that. Most cleaners are cool with you know if you as long as you ship your cleaner like a six pack of filters or something, put them in the and the, put them in the heater closet. You know, I mean, and, and yeah. the, most of the time it's an indoor outdoor you know a split unit. So I just throw like a six pack in with the with the indoor unit, um, and, and then you know my. And here's another thing on Airbnb and Verbo. Uh, well, this is more on Airbnb. This is a big deal these days, if. Uh, they have a new rule that they didn't really announce, but um, if a, if a guest calls, uh, David, I don't know if you're aware of this. You're going to hate this. Uh, if a guest calls and says the air, the air conditioner filter is dirty, they will give the guest a refund because your property was not, you know, like up to snuff or whatever. They have a they have terminology for it. So mm. what I'm doing now is I'm writing the, the date on the filters uh, and changing them every 30 days. Because that way, if a guest here, because what will happen is the guests will hear about this crap and they'll, they'll just like show up at the house and send a picture. Maybe they even have one on their phone from their house or whatever, send it to yeah. Airbnb, try and get a refund. So then I can be like, okay, you know what? No, here's the deal. Here's, here's the picture I have with the date that I re- replaced this thing. It's only 14 days old. Uh, and so that's, you can get yourself off the hook with that. It's a, it's a difficult situation because it's right both ways. It is. You, the guests should not have to be dealing with a dirty HVAC filter and, and, and the possibility of the HVAC not functioning properly that I'll give them that. But at the same time, implementing this system where they can call and get a refund, that's a bunch of crap too. Right. So it's, it's kind of a sticky situation. Um, so I, I've just been writing the date on my, on my filters. Talk to me about the, the clogged condensate drain. I get this all the time. What causes that? And, and do I need to do preventative maintenance and how do I do that? Yeah, so that's probably the most prevalent problem we get on an air conditioner here. So, you know, normally what you have is you got a three-quarter inch PVC drain line, okay? And, and what happens is, you know, in Florida, that, that, that unit will literally drain about 20 gallons of water a day, okay? And then what happens is you got a pipe, and it's like a clogged artery, right? So there's like a slime stalactite that forms in that pipe. And that, that starts to close up like this. And then it closes up and closes up. And then we show up after years of nobody ever cleaning them. And then all we do is just blow some pressurized air through that line, okay, and add some chemicals. But it takes a while to kind of scrape away at that inner line of the pipe. So the best thing for, for, for owners to do and, and really have your cleaners do it is every time they change the filter, just pour like a half a cup of straight bleach right down that drain line. You can't pour enough down. Over time, it'll start to eat away at that line and, 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 and keep it clean. So, yeah, that's, that's a pretty, like, filters, bleach. Just doing those two small things, man, 
can can go a long way on the life expectancy. Pour a little bit of bleach down. down the condensate drain. How often? You can't pour enough down. Not in, possible. In the summer, I mean, once a month. Because it's, it's just going to drain out to the outdoors anyway, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, so it, it just drains outside. So, you know, some people can say you can pour uh, apple cider vinegar down there. Okay. But most companies, when they do preventative maintenance, will pour a chemical and a treatment down there. So, so that's another reason to do maintenance, maintenance on your systems. And um, uh, th what, how, how do I do this? This is on the indoor unit, and it's a it's PVC pipe. And uh, explain it to me if I'm again like I'm four years yeah. old. Yeah. Well, how do I do? Yeah. That? So if you're looking at your unit, most times it's on the bottom left or the bottom right of the the indoor unit. Okay. And normally it's just a three quarter inch pipe, and and you'd see like a cap on on something that you can just kind of twist off. It's not glued. It's just a PVC piece of pipe with a cap on it in a fit-in, and you would just pull it up, and you would have a you know a three-quarter inch T sit in there, and you just pour it in with like I tell people to pour it in a Pyrex cup if you don't have a funnel, and just with a steady hand just pour it right down that pipe, and it would just flush it right out, and, and then run outside. And it's mold is the issue. It, it, mold creates and it clogs it up, right? And so the bleach will basically eat away at the mold. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a stalactite. It's kind of uh, kind of like a weird, a weird substance. It's actually pretty. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty gross. Yeah. Um, you don't want to touch it. I know that. And then, you know, rub your face. You don't <laughs> want to put any of that in your sandwich. Like, okay. Now, what if I've got a package unit? We see that <laughs> a lot of times in like Tennessee, where it's uh, the entire unit is outdoor. Yeah. Do I need to worry about a condensate drain on those or? Yeah, it's still a good idea in, in, in theory to clean that and have maintenance. I mean, it's a mechanical device, right, that, 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 that's going to fail. So you still got the same same thing. It's just now self-contained into one square box. So you don't have a – everything's outside. But if your drain line does back up on a package unit, it's really just going to leak out and, and onto the ground. So you wouldn't out, really over get – Over the top. Right. And onto the ground as opposed yeah, to – Yeah, well, yeah, and the base of the unit – as opposed to an indoor a split unit with the indoor unit, if it starts to back up, it's going to screw up the sheetrock and all this other stuff in the home, right? That's, That's the problem. right. Big problems. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then talk to me about mini splits. Uh, these are getting very popular. You put one in one of my houses. And uh, uh, t tell me about them. And, and, and uh, again, we are in Florida. It's very, very hot here. So is that a factor? And do you like them or not? Yeah, so I, I personally don't like mini splits. I would rather go work in a, in a major city on a big water-cooled chiller than um, work on a little tiny, you know, mini split that's the size of your computer screen. Uh, they're very tedious. Uh, a lot of times it's a call to tech support, right? Um, for the most part, you really just wash, on a maintenance thing, you just wash the filters and you clear out the drain line. Normally on a mini split, you wouldn't pour bleach down the drain line because you'd have to take it off the wall. You would just grab a vacuum cleaner, go outside, find the pipe, and suck out the, the drain line. Um, if it's not a, a drain line or refrigeration issue, uh, most times you're calling tech support to try to diagnose the unit. And then nowadays, mini splits, um, a lot of manufacturers are having a hard time getting parts for it, right? So we have situations where we've sold mini splits to customers and they got a bad, you know, motherboard, an inverter board out in their unit and we can't get that for weeks out. So now these people have no AC in that, you know, so 
we've actually replaced the whole entire unit for a customer just to keep them happy. When does a mini split come in handy? Why am I, why am I installing this thing to begin with? I mean, it serves the, you know, they, they serve their purpose. Okay. Um, you know, it's really in like, you know, spaces where you might not be able to run duct work. Okay. Or you might have a, a real small space that really, you know, a conventional air conditioner might be too big for that space. So with a mini split, you can kind of get a smaller BTU machine, right? Like a garage or a little office area that might be a 200 square foot room. That's where you would want a mini split. And as far as, you know, installing them, you know, they're really easy to install. Uh, guys can get in, get out. So they do serve their purpose. Um, but now they're, they're putting mini splits in whole homes now. You know, and the problems we're seeing with that is, you know, say you're in a, uh, your second floor and you got uh, four bedrooms, but there's only two mini split heads. But what happens to the other bedrooms that don't have a, a, a you know, direct air blowing on them or, or bathrooms, right? I mean, you get out of the shower, you might be hot or cold and you got, you know, you got no air trying to cool you down or, or removing the humidity. So it's, uh, yeah, they're not, uh, I don't recommend them. Okay. Yeah. It sounds to me like uh, when you, I can, I'm picturing you getting a phone call about a mini split and rolling your eyes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, now talk to me real quick about uh, price, price tags. Let's say I want to put a new, uh, and, and, and how do I know when I need a new unit? Like, so uh, when you, when you show up at a house, what, where is the, the cutoff between we should fix this thing and we should replace this thing. Uh, I want to hear your opinion and then I'm going to give mine. I'll see if they're the same. Yeah, so that's a good question, man. Um, it's, a, it's a very subjective question of who you ask, right? But the, the way we operate, if, if that machine is going to be over $1,000 repair and it's, it's eight years or older, we would steer you into, into changing that machine out. Um, just due to the fact if we got to go out and make a $1,000, $1,200, dollars repair, uh, relatively speaking, you're going to have another one within the next year. Right. So it's I'm right there with you. I'm a little lower on the thousand. Like if it's me, if it's eight, oh, if it's in Florida, if it's over eight years old and it's like 400 bucks, I'm out, dude. And I'm just going to replace yeah. it because here's the thing. Yeah. You can get it fixed and running. If, if, if a guy, if, if your guy has that part in stock or can get it quickly, yes, you can get it fixed and running. But then all the other shit in that same unit is still eight years old and it's, it's going to die. Right. So you're just, you're rebuying something you already bought, right? So for me, yeah. I would prefer to just replace it by a new one. I might go 10 years, you know, like if, if it's in Tennessee or Alabama where there's not as much of a salt issue, uh, may, maybe a little longer than eight years, but I, I totally agree with that. I, I would go 508 uh, for me personally, yeah, especially in Florida. Okay, cool. And how much is it to put in a brand new uh unit and 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 do i really need like the top of the line versus the you know the seat you know i got these seer names and all this crap that nobody really understands yeah how much am i looking well, at for a new unit and should i buy the most expensive or the cheapest or what well you know there's people that want a builder grade unit and then there's people that want all the bells and whistles because their neighbors got it uh. a lot of it depends on the construction of the house okay um, if I personally had uh, some VRBOs, I, 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 you know, I, I probably wouldn't go with all the bells and whistles because the reality is, you know, these people are going to come in, 
they're going to bury your thermostat. They're going to open up your patio door and then they're going to walk to the beach, you know, so, so they don't care. So, so that they're really going to take a beating. Um, air conditioner price can be anywhere from 65, seven grand, all the way up to 15,000 for one machine. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, what type of constructions I see, right? So a lot of these homes, especially nowadays, is they're doing the spray foam insulation, right? And, and, and they're spray foam in the roofs, and then they're spray foam in the exterior walls. Well, if you just get a 14-seer air conditioner, okay, it's not going to combat humidity because that house now is what we call a negative pressure house, okay? Um, it, 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 the house becomes so tight that you don't lose any temperature. But see, an air conditioner dehumidifies the air. It doesn't cool the air. So the longer the unit runs, the better the humidity is. So you could be in a house, could be 74 degrees on the thermostat, could be 68 degrees on the thermostat, but your humidity could be 65, 68%. You know, and in Florida, you want 45 to 55%. And you can't get in that 40s without a higher sear, two-stage variable speed machine. And that just unfortunately costs money, man. Milk costs money, eggs cost money, ACs cost money. Yeah. I mean, realistically, on a on a house, we're I mean, what for a nice a nice split unit? What eight grand, eighty five hundred bucks? Yeah, I would say the average ticket could be seventy five hundred, you know, give or take. You know, to 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 let people know, like the sear rating is is that yellow energy guy tag you buy, uh, you get on any appliance you buy, right? Any microwave, refrigerator. Same thing with the air conditioner. It's called the seasonal energy efficiency ratio. So uh, 14-seer, actually, they're not manufacturing that anymore. Now it's 15-seer. So if you had an air conditioner 10 years ago, it might have been a 13-seer AC unit. Now uh, they're not even manufacturing 14. Now 15 is going to be the standard. And it goes all the way up to 20 with regular split units. Uh, mini split units, you can get up to 30-seer on some of them. Uh, so it just, you know, it just depends on what the customer wants. A lot of times what I do is I ask the customer, I say, hey, is this your second home? And they say, yes. I say, how, how many weeks a year you use it? They say, well, we're probably there 12 weeks out of the year. I say, okay, well, do you rent this out? They say, uh, no, we don't rent it out. So at that point, they might want a little better piece of machinery, okay? Uh, if it's solely an income property for them, man, I just go with a 15-seer with a unit. If I had, you know, 10 properties down here, that's probably what I would do, even being in the business. Give me a give me a two second a two minute explanation as to uh, the uh, the whatever you're putting in you know you hear this R twenty two et cetera what are these uh, fluids um, and uh, and when does it get to the point where we should not be pumping more in and replacing it? Really, when once you get a leak, uh, the problem if you spring a leak in your air conditioner, uh, you know, and that machine holds ten pounds of refrigerant, you could spend a thousand dollars just in refrigerant. That wasn't that doesn't cost the labor and the part. So, you know, you could actually rack up a two thousand dollar bill pretty quick. And so we're right back to, well, how old's the unit? What condition is the unit? Right. Uh, how much and money can you, you find those? Can you find those leaks? Is it possible to track the leak down? Oh, yeah, not? for sure. It's possible. You just got to know whether it's repairable at that point. So we can take our leak detectors out, find the leak within 15 minutes. But it's just whether that leak is repairable. Nowadays, everything is aluminum coils, which is hard to repair. Back in the day, they were copper. You could just remove an indoor coil, 
repair it, put it back together, and it'll last a long time because your leak repair is stronger than the factory, okay? But nowadays, it's all aluminum. So it's replace, replace, replace. So it's uh, R22 is, is, is phased out. Now, they're, now it's 410A is the refrigerant that they've been using for the past year. And that's even going to get to start phasing out. So it's actually going to become pretty challenging because each manufacturer is going to start manufacturing their own equipment, I think, in 2025 with their own refrigerant. So carrier is going to use a refrigerant. Train's going to use a refrigerant. Wow. Lennox is going to use a different wow. one. So, yeah, we're going to have to we're gonna have to carry 20 different cylinders of refrigerant on our trucks. Mm, it's man. going to be a nightmare. Yeah, or they're going to have to keep calling the same guy. That might – yeah, but I see – yeah, look at, that, look at that. So I guess, long story short, when in doubt, replace the damn thing, right? I mean, that's what I Pretty do. much, yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Replace it. Give me a nice new right. unit. Your life will be so much easier if you do it that way. Yeah. But uh, I remember yeah. back in the day, I couldn't afford to, you know? So that's, yeah. that's something to, to, you know, something to consider. I, I, my first couple of rental properties, the HVAC died. I didn't have the dough. They're they like, you know, it was back then it was like five grand. And I'm like, who's got five grand? That's like a year's worth of rent, you know? I mean. That's right. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, well, cool. listen, David, you rock, um, and you're, uh, you're in the 30, a, uh, Destin area. If I want a uh, HVAC job from you, how do I find you? Oh, you just call, you just look us up where the, uh, we got the, the most ratings, five-star ratings in Santa Rosa beach, Florida. Wonderful. So, What's the name uh, of the company? So, yeah. So wall air cooling and heating Santa Wonderful. Rosa beach. Eight, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, great to see you. Um, thank you so much for coming on brother. And, uh, and, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Luke. Appreciate you, man. Be well. Right, later.